Welcome to the Raising Sons podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rochelle Whitaker, but you can call me Dr. Shell. I'm a parenting advisor, educational psychologist, licensed maternal mental health therapist, and mom. On this podcast, we'll cover everything you need to know about Raising Sons. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, hey, before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you to the Raising Sons brunch on February 10th, 2024 at 10 a.m. in Houston, Texas. If you are in the area, come join us. Here's what one of our former or previous brunch attendees shared. The conversation was enlightening. It opened my eyes to aspects of my relationship with my son and his development that I hadn't thought about. Thank you for highlighting the importance of being intentional about one of our greatest natural resources, our boys. I'll be back again. Link to register for the brunch will be in the show notes. So look forward to seeing you there. Hey, hey, it's another episode of the Raising Sons podcast. And on today's episode, we're talking about mental health and our boys, mental health, mental illness. And we know that since 2020, that depression and anxiety has risen in both children and adolescents. And so we're going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about depression and anxiety today and what that looks like for our young men, for our boys, and what as parents, we can do if we are suspecting that our sons have anxiety or depression. Okay, so let's get into it. Anxiety. What is anxiety? Anxiety is characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, feelings of fear, dread, and uneasiness. Now, there is normal anxiety, such as fearing a test, maybe fearing doing something new, fearing going to a new place, summer school, summer camp. It's normal to have some anxiety when we're getting ready to do something new or different. Now, where it becomes challenging or difficult is when it starts to impact our everyday living. So let's talk about what anxiety can look like. In younger boys, this can look like separation anxiety. Maybe it's not wanting to leave your parents, not wanting to leave your mom, being extra clingy. It can also look like a child who reads every caution sign before engaging in any activity. So for instance, if you go to an amusement park and it lists all the different things that can happen if you get on this ride and your child is like, your son is like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting on that ride. That could be a sign that he is anxious or overthinking to the point where they won't engage in an activity. So This may be harder to detect, but they're running down all the things in their mind, good, bad, mostly bad, of all the things that could happen, and that prevents them from moving or doing anything. It can also look like your son not trying something new for fear of the unknown. It can also look like a child isolating themselves for fear that others won't like them, that they'll be perceived incorrectly, that people will talk about them. Now, this is more akin to social anxiety, but it's still a form of of anxiety. Now, I talked about when anxiety becomes a problem or when it's problem some, and that's again, when it affects your son's daily functioning. So that can look like your son is has been practicing, practicing, practicing for a play or a sport or something. And then game day comes or the performance comes and they're like, I can't do it. They're having a whole meltdown. And so that might be a time to consider, okay, this is not just normal anxiety because no longer is, you know, this just impacting, you know, is no longer is it something they can't work through. This is now impacting every area or, you know, their daily lives. It's, you know, keeping them from moving forward or doing anything. So 
that's one form of anxiety. It can also look like maybe they don't want to go to school anymore. They're always complaining of ailments so they can't go or they don't want to hang out with friends anymore. So that could also be a form of it as well. So that's anxiety. Let's talk about depression. So depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. So what is this? Now, typically when we think about depression and our boys, we think about maybe, you know, our sons in class with their head down. We think about maybe them isolating, you know, in their rooms, kind of withdrawing, not talking to to the family or not engaging. So that can be difficult because your son, you know, could not be depressed and could be doing that, right? He could just be up in his room having a good time with his his friends. So some of the things to look for with depression is that it doesn't always look like sadness, that it, it doesn't always look like crying. It can look like anger. It can look like irritability. And what that looks like is, you know, the anger comes when being asked to do something, or it could look like, you know, your son typically wants to be out with his friends or hanging out with his friends outside or doing typical, typical things that he would normally do. And he doesn't want to do those things. So he's, he's kind of lost interest in those things. Um, it also could look like, again, irritability. So if there's a change in plan or eating something that they would normally typically enjoy and they no longer want to eat it, or they're irritable that they're even having to have a conversation about not wanting to eat it, this could be a sign that your son is experiencing depression. And we know that anxiety and depression are, I like to say they're 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 like cousins or they're twins almost. So a lot of times if if your son is experiencing anxiety, there's a likely chance that there's depression along with it. Doesn't have to be, but a lot of times they're, I think people call them kissing cousins. And so, you know, some of the things that can be causing anxiety and or depression are bullying, emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, school issues. So maybe they're used to performing at a certain level and they're no longer performing at that level. The death of a loved one, a divorce, maybe unrest at home. I mean, there's a plethora of different things that could be happening with your son to cause depression and anxiety. And so, okay, so we know what anxiety and depression are. We know that we know what it could look like. So what do we do? I'm going to give you three things to, to do. The first thing is talk to your son and not to say, hey, son, do you have anxiety or depression? Because they're probably just going to look at you like, what? And they may not know what to call it. They may not know what they're experiencing has a name to it. So I would suggest, you know, hanging out with them, engaging in an activity that they enjoy and just talking to them, finding out what's going on with them, what's going on at school, what's going on with their friends, maybe what's going on with family members and just getting them to engage in uh, talking so that that's a starting point. So just talking to them by engaging in an activity that they that they prefer. The other thing that you can do is observe him, observe your son, take notes of behavior changes that you see and see if it's happening over time, like if it's, you know, consistent. So, you know, just make note of those things. So again, start with just talking to your son, just talking, not asking specifically, are you anxious or depressed, but just having a conversation with them and letting them, you know, talk to you about what's going on at school and home and all in these different places. And what I found is when your son is engaged in an activity, they're not thinking about what they're saying. They're just talking, right? Because they're having a good time. And so they're more likely to be more open. And so that's why I don't suggest coming out with, are you anxious or depressed? Because that may close them in thinking, oh, I got to watch what I have to say. So talking to your son, observing him, you know, 
making note of any changes that you might see. And then lastly, pay attention to his grades. Um, are you noticing any changes? Are they, you know, is he doing worse than what he normally does? Or are his grades slipping? Is his conduct changing? Are teachers calling? Are they not saying the same things that they were saying? You know, also reaching out to his teachers to find out if anything is going on at school, if they're noticing any changes with um, your son, his behavior or his grades. So that's another another thing to do. So talking to your son, just having open-ended conversations, asking open-ended questions with him, observing him, making notes of things, and then paying attention to you know his academic performance, talking to his teachers, and just we're using all of these different things to you know see if what we're we're sensing or feeling is if that's what it actually is, if that's what's actually going on with our sons. So you've done all this. You know what anxiety and depression are, what it might possibly look like. You know what to do, a starting point of what to do, you know, talking to your son, observing him, talking to teachers, paying attention to his grades. So you've done all these things and now you're like, okay, yes, I think he's anxious or depressed. So now what do I do with this information? So number one, seeking out a therapist can be helpful. And you want to find someone that your son would be open to talking to. So if he's, if he's used to being around lots of females and there's not really a male around, it would be good to find a male therapist, somebody that looks like him, someone that you see has some commonalities between him and your son. And also maybe somebody who's not so traditional in their approach, meaning your son is not having to log in or sit on a couch and talk. Maybe the therapist is more active so they can go on walks or, you know, maybe he engages in activities with his clients. So maybe looking for a therapist that is not so traditional or just a therapist that that is, you know, similar to your son in some kind of way. And one of the ways that you can find out is, you know, going to the website or reading the therapist profile, also asking other people to give you some recommendations for who may work well with their sons or even talking to the school counselor and they may have some recommendations, but you may also, they may give you a list. So you may have to go through that list and to see, you know, okay, I think this may or may not be a good fit. If your son is open to, you know, seeing a therapist, even engaging him in the process and choosing a therapist, which gives him ownership and helps him to determine if this is somebody that he can, he feels like he can open up to. So First thing is seeking out a therapist. Then sometimes therapy works for kids and sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, maybe seeking out a mentorship program or a mentor. So there's several different mentorship programs and they operate differently. There's some that are virtual. There are some that are, you know, there's several in different cities across the, the country. So finding a mentorship program that you think would help churches have them as well, that you think would be a good fit for your son, that helps him to, to find other boys or men that are like him that understand what he's experiencing or what he's going through. So so seeking out a therapist is first thing. And then if that doesn't work or if it's not a good fit or this could be in tandem, then seeking out a mentor or a mentorship program. And then lastly, and these things can be done in tandem or they can be done in isolation or they can be done in steps. The other thing I would say is talking to your pediatrician, to your son's pediatrician to rule out any type of medical issues that may be going on. If your child is young, it could be, you know, something, something else could be triggering what you're seeing and you just want to have that ruled out. If your son is that in that prepubescent or going through puberty, you know, all of those hormonal changes can also be impacting their mood. So just talking to the pediatrician to find out 
if it's something else, if there's some underlying thing that can be causing, you know, your son to, to seem highly anxious or, and or depressed. So I am going to have a link to these resources in the show notes to some mentorship programs that I know about, I've heard about some good things, and also to some um, male therapists that may be in your area that I've have come recommended or that I know about or that I know personally. So I'll link those in the show notes. And then I want to share with you guys two things. One, on February 10th, we are having a Raising Sons brunch here in Houston, Texas. So if you are in the area, get your ticket and join us. We had such a great time the first time we did this. A lot of the the participants left with new thoughts around their sons, new ideas or strategies and ways to engage with them. And so if you're in the Houston area on February 10th at 10 a.m., we are doing another Raising Sons Brunch. So be sure to get your ticket. Link will be in the show notes. And lastly, for our next episode, we're going to I'm going to be going live. And so I'm excited about that. I'll be live on Zoom. So this is not something that you have to be worried about. Oh, you know, I want to ask these questions, but I'm afraid that somebody will see me or anything like that. So we'll be live in a Zoom room and um, you can ask your questions in the chat. It'll be again, January 24th at 12 noon Central Standard Time. You can also send in your questions. So if you can't be present or you're not in the Central Standard Time time zone, you can send in your questions. And so you can do that by te- by text. So text Raising Sons to 1-833-638-5442. Again, text Raising Sons to 1-833-638-5442. And this will also be in the show notes. Until next time. Raising boys is an incredible journey, and sometimes we all need a bit of personalized guidance. If you're facing unique challenges or seeking tailored advice for your son's development or behavior, consider scheduling a one-on-one consultation today. Link to the consultation will be in the show notes. Remember, investing in your son's growth is an investment in his future. Let's navigate this adventure together. So this wraps up another episode of the Raising Sons podcast. Be sure to download, share, subscribe, do all the things. Remember, we have to start with the end in mind. Until next time.